fucking press jokes like there's only 150 Pokemon. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Johto. <laughs> and be like, you are the biggest fucking joke ever, sir. You yeah, told me there was like, 150. Are you, me, are you telling me you didn't know about these other very populated He's like, regions? when I said there's only 150, I meant in our tri-state area. <laughs> Welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Welcome to the United States of Paranormal, your weekly road trip through all things cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. This is Logan. This is Matt. Bose. Welcome back, everybody. This is Team Tejas bringing you your spooky for this week. Uh, we've got Matt, I was about to say producing, uh, delivering his case, story. I'm just going to be lore, on the mic. legend, Whatever it may be, um, we've been sitting here bullshitting oh, for the last you. hour and 45 minutes, so we figured it was time to get on the mic and actually start doing something productive. Yeah, I fucking know, right? Productive, like we're active members of society. What is today? Was today the 18th? Yeah, 18th. So 17th, I think. No, 18th. 18th. Oh, okay. All right, excuse me. For the 18th of December, getting closer and closer to the new year. Um, I think this is our last, this is the last story for Tejas. Yes. This episode is actually going to be in the year 2022. Right after Christmas. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, but we are filming on the 18th, so it's still before Christmas. So to get us in the holiday spirit or to kind of capstone the holiday spirit for our listeners, um, I decided to talk about the Krampus. Listen, bitch, you can't just fucking bypass the small talk. People come to expect the small talk. <laughs> what do you guys want for, like... Yeah, we need to go over our number one complaint yeah, every episode. Small talk from white guys. <laughs> well, because that's specifically what yeah. that one reviewer pointed out. He was like, it's a bunch of small talk from men, nonetheless. And we're like, yeah, what the it's a fuck, podcast. Dog? Did you not expect middle-aged white guys? What's wrong with men having small talk? He made it sound like it was like a shameful act for men you know, to have small talk. If only we had a beer to go along with this. So... Let me ask you guys. Okay. Do okay. either of you have a favorite Christmas present you ever got? I'm going to go with as a non-adult. So post-20. Or pre-20, sorry. Pre-20. You know? Somewhere in that range. Like favorite present that you could think of. You both just give me blank ass stares. Like I could think of like three presents like top list for me instantly. Like toy wise alone. Yeah. Uh, let's bypass. You're barking this. up the wrong tree, dog. <laughs> well, you no. There has been. There's got to be presents that somebody has gotten you. Not necessarily like on Christmas Day, but like a Christmas present from like I mean, a friend I, or a relative. I actively remember me and Matt just about every Christmas bitch about our presents every. Well, because we get something fucking stupid, <laughs> <laughs> and they'd be like, "Hey, Matt, I know your birthday's coming up. My birthday's early in December." So here's a present for you and your brother, and this also counts as your Christmas gifts. That's the worst. Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't necessarily have a favorite present uh, around Christmas time. I remember one year we got a TV for our bedroom back when CRTs were a thing. Thick boys. I don't even think that was for Christmas. It might not have been. I remember one of my, like, CRT, like, TV in bedroom memories. I had a small TV in my bedroom. Uh, just for the Sega Genesis, like small, small ass TV, and like I uh, no no cable, nothing or like anything like that. Yeah. Um, There's a VHS player on it, but they would make sure parents would make sure the VHSs weren't my room because I would be inclined to put it in my TV and stay up. Right. Uh huh. One day I finally decided, it's like all these cartoons depicting people putting hangers above a TV to get reception. They've got to be. There's got to be a basis on this. There's got to be a thing, right? <laughs> And I fucking, it's in the month of December, yeah. and I slap a fucking metal and fucking hanger on top of this thing and start moving it, and I start hearing shit, and then I start seeing shit, and next thing I know, I've queued up Home Alone on something, <laughs> and it was probably one of the happiest moments in my childhood. It's like, I'm going to watch Home Alone at like 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> this is going to be dope as shit. Now, I was sitting there having to tweak it. Like, yeah. Pretty consistently, and then when I finally figured out where it was, like I jammed fucking things in the little thing to hold it where it was sitting and everything. That's awesome. But, like, that was one of my favorite memories as far as that. But, like, as far as, like, toys went, like, or, or like, Christmas present in general, um, 
I would go with two of them were at my granny's house in Kentucky. Like we would just every now and then we would go somewhere for Christmas. Uh-huh. Not often at all. But at my granny's house in Kentucky, uh, I still to this day don't remember who got it for me. I don't know if it was technically a Santa Claus gift or it was from some, but like my parents weren't super inclined to get me Power Ranger stuff. Never was a thing. Yeah. But I got the turbo Jeep with Justin in it and everything. And I have one to this day because I fucking just loved it so much. But I got that there and that was dope as hell. And then one year I got the Batman animated in Kentucky again, the Batman animated series Batmobile, which I also have. Oh, yeah, that's dope. And it had the one where it slid out the back and it was like a jet. And it was cool. I'm I'm inclined to think it was my granny because it really wasn't in the vein of my parents gift giving for that. Yeah, uh, I remember one year for Christmas, uh, my mother got me or sorry for my birthday. She got me a Zelda branded cheap ass ocarina and then for christmas like two weeks later she got me another zelda branded cheap ass ocarina and she never have enough ocarina she gave me the same thing too she like bought this shit on bulk (laughs) well yeah she was at the mall and there was that one guy but like would you like an ocarina she'd be like i'll take four (laughs) done and done (laughs) y'all do y'all remember did you guys were you guys fox kid kids did you watch? oh yeah okay so you guys remember action man that no, familiar. I I've, I know of Action Man as an adult, but I don't recall ever watching Action. Like Man. he had shit like the extreme skateboard, like where it had the big knobby wheels on it and shit like that. One year, like I'm I'm guessing my dad fucking got into like was enthused about it because it was the closest thing as to the GI Joes that he was always trying to push on me. Yeah, as possible because Action Man came in like that big ass GI right. Joe because he wanted size. you to be a manly man. Yeah, and it was like an Action Man Christmas, like it was weirdly themed christmas like i i liked action man as a kid but i wasn't like kneeling at the altar of action man like it came on on fox kids i didn't click it off you know yeah i watched it and i thought that skateboard was the coolest shit ever because it was a skateboard that was all terrain had big fucking knobby wheels on it and shit right okay i think i I remember this show but i think the reason why we didn't really watch it was because something else what came on wb kids at the same time kids so i couldn't Uh, yeah yeah. so we because like we would flip-flop between the two channels i just had fox kids that was it if it wasn't on fox kids i wasn't oh it was that disney i mean disney was awesome yeah atwood indiana didn't pick up a bunch of channels we had cable yeah uh we did have cable growing up so we did have a lot more channel options as kids that's why I wasn't like versed on like Halloween Town and all that shit because literally like in Atwood, Indiana, we had just a few networks and Fox was one of them. So like I said, it was all Fox kids for me. And then when we went overseas, it was APHIS, the American Forces Channel. So that was just a smattering of whatever the army could afford yeah. thrown into one channel. So you'd be getting <laughs> like the Wild Thornberries, Chalk Zone whatever generic fox kids show that was cheap enough for them to buy (laughs) all just crammed together uh but it was a very like themed christmas it was action man like i said i I like i'd watch it but it wasn't like i was like woo action man and it was like all of the toys are action man and also it'd be like here's action man with this extreme skateboard here's action man with the parachute so you just end up with a bunch of the same fucking dude yeah we got a couple cool toys uh growing up but i don't remember when we got them like at one point we had the thunder megazord see Uh, i never my there was one megazord ever that my parents actually bought me the rest i got from either bartering bartering with charlie my next door neighbor through my uh, window trading him shit for (laughs) his shit or me getting from other kids because like my they weren't really into power rangers yeah Uh, there's only one megazord they ever bought for me that was mine, brand new. Like, I slapped the stickers on this bitch and everything, and that was the Light Speed Megazord. And that was because it was on clearance at Walmart. Oh, and my nice. mom snagged it for me. That is the only one I ever had brand new. I remember I had a, you know, the Shogun Megazord? Yeah. I had the black Megazord. How that bo- broke into individual, like, actual Zord Zords, yeah. like, things. I only had the black part of the Shogun Megazord. <laughs> and it, I would always play with it, and I'd be like, this would be real cool if we did have, I had the other <laughs> We did have some stuff. It's just I can't remember when or how we got them. Like, I ha- used to have Batman the Animated 
series, we had action figures. Of well, yeah. That. Well, because yeah. like we had a Batman. Big lots would get shit like that, so I would get Batman the animated figures. Yeah. Every now no. and then. Like I, I had like, a Robin. Back when we had, the, I still have a Riddler from that. Yeah. Back when we had the coolest toys, it's so far back, it's hard for me to recount yeah. what we had. As the the area eras where we remember a lot better, the best thing we probably had were Game Boys. Yeah. Same. Uh, and even then, as with most young kids in that era, you didn't have a lot of Game Boy games. I, I would had. be the kid on the playground where all these kids have their fucking, like, 92 fucking MMPR fucking morphers, like their actual morphers. Yeah. And I would have the McDonald's morpher yeah. that you oh, got yeah. at McDonald's. And they'd be like, oh, it's morphin' time. And I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, fuck off, Kmart kid. And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, uh, I mean, how many times have we fucking played through Crystal and Yellow? I can't oh, tell you like how many when times. When we would finish playing through it, we would trade the cartridges, and then we would just start playing on the other one. I can't version. tell you how many times I justified stealing something from another kid because they made fun of me for being poor and not having cool <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, that's fine. I'll take yours. Yeah, that. That's it. I don't think any of us grew up rich uh, or grew up, grew up well off, I should say. Uh, not even not even. We rich, did have them. Just- did have computers, spent a lot of time. We had a hand-me-down Windows 98 There was computer. a computer in our house in Atwood. Yeah, I am about to say, where other kids grew up with toys and love, uh, we grew <laughs> up with the internet. So at least there's that. Like I said, usually, usually if there was like a toy toy that I like wanted, it would normally be something I got with Christmas money or birthday money from someone. Like Bionicles, uh-huh. I would get with Never Christmas had Bionicles. Or, or with birthday money. And then make most of, the, and then I would have the ones McDonald's well, we had, had Bionicles for a little while too, like the yeah. I was gonna ones. say we we did have one McDonald's Bionicle. I did, yeah, too. One year for my birthday, I got a Garth Brooks album. Nice. And then for Christmas, I got the exact same Garth Brooks <laughs> album from another family member. That's fucking. That's what's up. I got like I said, a lot of my stuff came from bartering with Charlie. Though he would come to my screen window usually when I was grounded from going outside. Yeah. And I would push out the screen window, and we would fucking trade toys because he have whatever over there. So he wouldn't care. Like, I got the Ninja Megazord with, like, the frog, wolf, and everything. Yeah. And his dog had chewed off the jaw of the wolf. So it had a, I had a fucking wolf with a fucky mouth. Yeah. But it was still, like, I was like, oh, it's the fucking Ninja Megazord. And I'd be like, I don't know. You want, you remember those, you guys ever go to Big Lots as a kid? Yeah. You remember yeah. those skeleton action figures? Like, those no. gnarly looking skeleton action figures? No, I'd be like, would really. you want this action figure we got for five bucks for that Ninja Megazord? And he'd be like, yeah, too, totally. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, fucking righteous. <laughs> We did have at least some of the Zords from the Ninja Megazord that were the McDonald's. Yeah, the ones where they set inside them yeah. and they rolled and everything. Yeah. I remember we had the frog specifically. I don't remember if we necessarily had anything else. Charlie was crazy about animals, so I would trade him like generic, like little plastic lizards and shit for like really dope toys. Man, and my really, parents never questioned it you either. Really did Charlie dirty. Jay, Charlie was the one that was like, hey, do this. And I'm like, yeah, sure, fuck it. <laughs> You could talk to, I mean, we could have Charlie on right now and he'd still be like, yeah, it was cool. It was fine. <laughs> but like my parents never really questioned like where I got like Pokemon yellow from or like, where did you get this big ass Megazord you're playing with? They never batted an eye at yeah. it. Well, speaking of like people being done dirty as younger, I watched a, a series of video, a video where this guy was talking about when he was in school. I guess elementary school, he would bully this kid that was supposed to be his friend and always take his food <laughs> yeah. and say that he didn't need the food. Uh, and then he's like, so, I mean, if you're this person, hey, I'm sorry, and I'd like to buy you pizza. And then the dude made a video responding to it. And he's like, yeah, that was me. Uh, yeah, I'll take you up on your offer, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you owe me a pizza. Kids, kids do stuff. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of heartwarming. Yeah. Uh, and then you find out he went and had pizza with him. He shot. <laughs> <laughs> I have been holding this grudge for 20 years. Thanks for the pizza, bitch. <laughs> I've been, there have been, like, so, I know you don't watch TikTok, but maybe you've seen these videos elsewhere. I have seen, uh, there was an old series on, I said old series, like it's that old, but there was a series on TikTok for a while where this guy would uh, recreate, not recreate, but kind of do these Skyrim videos on TikTok. And I recently found out the dude that was making those fucking killed somebody. Oh. And he doesn't make them anymore because he's in jail. Jeez. Oh, and that's apparently a common thing where a lot of these uh, TikTok creators have like snapped and killed people. There, there was a Christmas that I, uh, as an, uh, I, this is, I think this is when I figured out as a kid, like I 100% cemented for me, uh, parents, if your kids are in the room while listening, uh, earmuff them, where I finally deduced completely that Santa Claus wasn't real because I was digging and I found a giant heap of Gorgonites action figures. 
Ooh. in my parents' closet. Ooh. And I was fucking stoked. I was like, oh man. Like I might at this point I was like, maybe Santa isn't real, but either way, Gorgonites for Christmas, right? Hell yeah. Because at this point I had just been getting like the Commando Elite because my dad's an army dude, so that's what I was getting. Uh and somehow I let it slip that I knew they were in there. So I roll up on Christmas, right? And when I come out to the tree, guess what's under the tree? All commando elites, right? Yeah. Later that day, I go to Skylar Gunner's house to go see our family for Christmas, right? Every one of those toys I saw in my parents' closet, Gorgonite-wise, Skylar and Gunner had. Still to this day, I haven't had clarification if I fucked myself by saying that I, like, being like, I found these, and then they just yeah. swapped with my uncle and my aunt. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that's what happened, though. I mean, that'd be pretty slick. Yeah, but if fucking... Now, as an adult, I own all the Gorgonites because I bought them all. <laughs> but still, I think I fucked myself. I haven't got clarification, but I think... Unless my parents were just housing them for Bobby and Jeremy. I mean, maybe. And they might have been, but, like, I didn't see a single fucking Commando Elite in that closet. But come Christmas... They were all there, and all the Gorgonites I saw in that closet were at my cousin's house, so I might have just boned myself completely. I mean, let's face it, that's probably... It's probably what happened, but, like, Jeremy listens to this, so maybe he'll clarify for me if he even remembers, but, like like I said, those are toys that were dope as shit for that whole movie. They came in great packaging and everything, and they're just expensive as shit to get. Yeah, those were one of those toys that always wanted but never got. Yep. I don't know. That's just a weird movie. It was a great movie. It was such a cool movie. It was awesome. I mean, it's borderline a horror film. Oh, no, it is. Absolutely. And parents got pissy when Burger King uh, had the toys for it because parents started taking kids to theaters and kids started having fucking nightmares and shit because the fucking Commandos Elites were coming at kids with little fucking buzzsaws shooting people with nail guns. <laughs> and the Barbie scene alone was nightmare it was fuel. like pg-13 puppet master yeah it was it was pretty fucking <laughs> gnarly like they're cutting people with fucking grinders and shit and fucking that kid's dad got like six nails in the leg yeah oh yeah the barbies were trying to mutilate people like it pretty fucking sketchy great movie though speaking of great movies and pg-13 horror uh segway just watched Krampus, I mean, we've seen Krampus before, but specifically watched it again for you know, this episode and for the holiday a couple nights Fantastic ago. Movie. Uh, took it and streamed it over to, Discord, and whoever was interested in joining us in our friend group was welcome <sighs> we to, still need to watch, watch it. I, I want to watch that David Arbor flick. David Harbor. 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 Uh, Violent Light. Great movie. I, I, I freaking love Krampus, and I didn't realize it was made by the people who made... Uh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Yep. And a couple other films that I really enjoy. So uh, if you haven't seen Krampus, the 2015 Krampus film, highly recommend watching it. Uh, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. It's not amazing, but it's a it's a fun holiday horror film. Daughtry just needs to do a holiday universe. He just needs to make one for every fucking season because he killed Halloween. He killed Christmas. Now he just needs to do oh, yeah. everything else. I don't care what holiday it is. He could do Valentine's Day. He could do Thanksgiving. He could do fucking anything. I'd go watch it. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be great. Uh, and uh, a great memory about the 2015 Krampus oh, film. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, when we went to see it originally in theaters, uh, we might have saw it on premiere day. We did. We, we, went, we went and saw it on premiere day. Yeah, we, we watched through the film, and uh, we were sitting pretty close to the front, I think, because it was a crowded theater. It was before you could pre-select your seats. Yeah, large group of friends. That's uh, why we got stuck with shitty seats, because we had to try to get everybody next to each other. And we get close to the end of the film, and one Spoiler of the... Spoiler alerts, by yeah, the way. If I you plan, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay, okay. Uh, and one of our friends gets up, throws his hands up into the air. Screams loudly, he's fucking done. Yeah, and storms out of the theater, making a huge scene. Fuck, it was embarrassing. The scene lasts uh, maybe two more minutes, and it... Uh, Clarifies some things. Yeah. And makes uh, a very vivid point that our friend was being a jackass. Yep. And not paying attention to context clues in the fucking movie. And you get so mad that you storm out to yell at him. And end up spoiling the end for the crowd of people that were waiting to come in and watch the film. Yep. 
I fucking yell at him what happened, and literally two dudes beside me are like, dude. <laughs> and like, I was so mad that I wasn't even paying attention. There's people around me. I was just fucking livid. Because so it was like it was, that Simpsons scene where Homer goes up, man, I never imagined that dude, Vader was Luke's father. Dude, it was just, it was so fucking embarrassing yeah. and fucking, it made me so angry that I legitimately was not paying attention to my surroundings. I just wanted to fucking yell at him. And the other day we were in a chat with the same person and he was like, hey, this movie's coming out. Uh, you guys want to go together? And I was like, dude, I'm never going to a movie with you ever again. I was like, you think I've forgotten about this? And he was just like, quiet. He was just like, he didn't say shit. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, no, I will fucking hold on to that memory for the rest of forever. <laughs> he homeboy could be on his deathbed and be like, let's go watch a movie together. And I'll lean in and be like, fuck no, and unplug it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, I, I feel like an asshole for spoiling it for those people, but at that moment, I was just so fucking mad and embarrassed. I just wanted to yell at him. Oh, yeah, that was just such the great, like, that was such a great piling on to the scene that was already created. Yeah. Ugh. Good times. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, Krampus. Yeah, the Krampus. Are we getting into the story now, or did yeah, you want no, to spend another 20 to 40 minutes? Uh, you gotta get the small talk in, dog. Small talk. Look, we have to give the crowd what they don't want. Yeah. <laughs> User, some guy on the internet who apparently doesn't enjoy banter with his podcast. No, he doesn't enjoy white men banter on for his (laughs) podcast. Men don't do small talk. That's what I learned from reviews. Well, we are breaking that glass ceiling. Yeah, we are. Is small talk not masculine? Is that the problem? I don't fucking know. This dude has fucking way too much lead in his fucking brain. That's what it is. We can talk about feelings. We can talk about feelings. (laughs) That'll make him even more mad. Now they're talking about feelings. (laughs) Do you think he hate watches all of our banter, just our banter? Yep. <laughs> so he could be angry? Probably. We hold a grudge. But you know what? He doesn't realize he still counts as a number for us. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you, fucker. A review's a review. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured uh, I'd start tonight with a poem. Oh, God. No, now everyone's not clicking like off. That. Now they're reading so, poems. We'll, uh... We'll get the fire going, everybody. Gather around, sit down, uh-huh. and uh, we'll. All right, we'll now share Matt, this lovely poem I made. Now we need Matt to stop trying to seduce us because it's just coming off as creepy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm hard. <laughs> 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 no, he's like, now they're gay. <laughs> It's like, joke's on you. We've been gay this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's bold and well, because this is absolutely the kind of person that probably would have shit on a fucking Costco floor for them telling to put a mask on. (laughs) (laughs) I digress. Poem time. The slam poetry or just normal poetry? No. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the town. The Krampus was stirring with a fearsome frown. He had come to punish the naughty and bad, leaving cold in their stockings and making them sad. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. But the Krampus was lurking, ready to strike. He had a long list and would not be polite. He checked all the houses with a sly, sneaky tread, Searching for misbehaving children who should be punished, not fed. The naughty ones quaked with fear at the sight of the Krampus' long tongue and horns that shone bright. But the good children, they had nothing to fear, for the Krampus would leave them sweet treats and cheer. So if you've been naughty, beware this night, for the Krampus is coming to give you a fright. The end. Was this a kink poem? (laughs) No. I just hear about long ton tongues and horns and so listen Krampus if not anything is absolutely the definitive definition of kinky or the real <laughs> campus lore so a uh, plot twist I didn't write that an AI wrote that and I thought it was damn not garbage enough that I would uh, I would not share garbage it. enough I'm sure the AI appreciates yeah. you referring to its work like that, <laughs> that wasn't garbage. Hey, that's not garbage enough <laughs> I don't think an AI now the is question is did yeah. this AI actually steal from other creatives I mean I don't know didn't steal uh, it was fed you, I don't difference. know how you train an AI like this like it's not like a poem generating AI it's a chat bot 
Uh, uh, this is specifically it's Chat GPT, uh, and I've just been playing with it past uh, several days, uh, experimenting with it. And as I was prepping this story, I was like, you know what? I want to create a Krampus poem, but I suck creatively. So let's try with an AI. And uh, this was the first hit. Every other hit after this was complete garbage. Well, you so, can tell uh, your AI that uh, it was nice, but he got a lot of the lore wrong because Krampus don't leave treats for nobody. He doesn't leave treats. <laughs> no. um, That's St. Nicholas's job. That was uh, Krampus is there for yeah. punishment. Well, and I was saying that too because there, there's a big controversy right now with like AI stealing from. Oh, believe me, I know. With the, I'm in. I'm in a very heavily art-based community yeah. with the Power Ranger stuff, and there is a lot of people. It's not every AI generator, no. but the big one right now is actually going to the point where it's stealing art from other artists and leaving their watermark in their in well, the let's art. Be clear. Yeah. The the AI itself is not stealing. The AI is being fed. Yeah, they're using uh, other artists' art to train the AI. And the problem is, I mean, we're in, uh, well, we don't know what to do copyright-wise well, about. Well, well, so that's the thing, though. It's it. not it's not that it's just being fed. It is literally taking the art and transforming it, but keeping art from that original yeah. piece. So, like, that's why you'll see the watermarks from the original art in the AI generated big thing stuff. in my community the and everything is there are people petitioning because it's already been seen where people are generating art and these things slapping their logo on it and selling prints at cons oh yeah and so now there's a huge movement in the art community of being like hey conventions please uh ban this and don't let it be allowed yeah. Because these people are trying to profit off something they spent three or seven dollars on and just slapping their logo on it after it's done being like, well, technically I created it because I told it what to do. Well, then well, the question goes, then how do you know if it's AI generated or not? Yeah. So like it's just something it is a big hot button thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, a, it's an emerging thing. technology and there's there's a lots of meetings happening right now to figure out how to handle copyright in terms of AI art generation. Yeah, the, uh, my my I don't mind the use of AI AI generated art. My question is always going to come down to: Is it actually taking pieces of other people's art, uh, like and actually using it for whatever it's generating, or is it actually coming up with solely original art on its own, based off of what it's seen in the past? First, I running a very art heavy based page with New Frontier. Uh, I read about it as because I just saw it everywhere. That, yeah. that specific one blew the fuck up, and like I was seeing all these creative teams that I see and interact with on a daily basis posting all this stuff. And my page, I use one artist. That's one of my that's one of my things. I use him for Mighty. He is my artist. He's my definitive artist. Yeah. That is what gets posted on my page because it's a partnership. Uh, and then I so I was reading about this stuff and seeing everything, and I was just like, I made a post myself of like, uh, advancement in technology is great. Uh, it's all this stuff, like giving it its merits, because it is. It's neat, and it isn't a development, and yeah. it is growth in the AI community, yeah, well, which it is has fantastic. A lot of use. Uh, but I was like, I will not be utilizing photos like this or participating because I'm taking my stuff and paying an actual artist artist. That mm. is what my page will reflect. My page will reflect the artists that I have done. That is it. I was well, like, it's like what we do with our channel art for this podcast. Yeah. We use an actual artist to create our, yeah. our channel and art. I will say we have used an AI-generated piece of art one time in our social media uh, when Felipe told his personal story about yeah. a haunting. I used Dolly to create a facsimile to try and capture what it is that he saw. So I wasn't taking, it wasn't getting it to generate something that was already existing. It was trying to generate a piece of art to capture the feeling of a shadow figure yeah. at the end of the hallway. My problem with it was, is I was seeing people that I know for a fact hit up my artist who has some of the best prices you possibly have for the quality work he does. Yeah. And would tell him that he was too high priced when he's not. And then being like these people that will constantly talk about their ideas, but they never get the, it done because they don't want to actually pay somebody. The amount in the artist community, unfortunately, there is a lot of people that think artists are obligated mm -hmm. to just do things for them for free. They're like, hey, could you draw this for me? And expect it for nothing. It is a person's trade and time. They deserve to be paid for it. 
Oh, yeah. And the amount of, like, day-to-day these artists that I know get hit up and they get told, oh, that's too expensive or why can't you just do this for me? And then seeing those people that do that spend $7 and generate, like, 16 photos and be like, this is this, this is this. And be like, or you could just save your money and support the artists that you badger all the time asking for free stuff. So, the art, to be fair, the art community is really not super happy with it and that's understandable yeah no and that's fair like it's it's going to be a problem in a lot of different fields not just the art community uh and so learning how we're going to deal with it as a society and eventually it's the new thing so it's very popular right now eventually uh it will integrate in some way and things will adjust but it will be hard on creatives possibly even just going forward but i think it will get better to an extent yeah well and like this air is going to be a great tool for marketing departments because it means they can come up with more like different ideas and designs faster yeah it's a great way to spitball ideas yeah i I mean i just uh like i've been playing with chat gpt to figure out some marketing copy and stuff uh for some products that maybe will one day actually get put up in the store uh and other things as well and just experimenting with it seeing what it can do and then using it as a way because i suck at like creating something from scratch so i need a starting point yeah and previously it was hey you send me something and let me uh make some tweaks to it or make me let me start alterating it and let it be my starting point uh with ai i can just put in a prompt and say hey draft marketing copy for this thing and it'll draft something that ultimately is unusable but it gives me a place where like figure out structure and stuff and where to start plugging in stuff that I would actually use in that. And so it becomes a very useful tool for somebody like me. You know, now, I'm not also looking to take advantage of it to make money bypassing other people. You know, there's also, there's actually a really interesting anime uh, you both may want to check out sometime where they basically tackle some of this with like, uh, it's about music in the future. And it goes on about how most music is still being performed by live people, but the music is being made by computers. And so it's going like natural music versus computer music. And it's an interesting concept for an anime. I mean, we're dealing with this problem right now. Um, the currently, there are meeting, uh, for example, I've, I've been in a music business class these past 12 weeks. And my teacher is one of the people who have been Oh, no, I'm sorry. One of the people they use to present to class uh, has been in Washington in meetings about how are we going to handle AI-generated music uh, and the rights that are associated well, cause, like, you with had those productions. One two, you had those two guys who had AI generate like 64 billion yeah. melodies, one two-bar melodies, just to be able to copyright and say, all right, now nothing can be copyrighted because we literally have every melody that could ever exist right here on a flash drive yeah so that's that's things that like i said there's a lot of work going into trying to figure out what the hell we're going to do about that uh in order to protect now luckily music isn't at the point where it's so much of a problem uh because like yeah ai can generate some stuff but it can't come up with like fully competent pieces yet give it time oh i mean yeah no eventually we will get there we're not too far away from it but I mean, like, AI can't mix. AI can't master well right now. I mean, there's it's getting there. Huge, there. There's huge popularity in AI-based mixing and mastering services. Yeah. But uh, they still a big problem get... for people who do mastering work right now is all the online mastering services oh, that people have started using. But it's using. like Landar still can't compete with a legitimate mastering engineer. Right. But it doesn't necessarily have to. It just has to yeah. be, be passable enough for somebody that's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because here's the thing. Mastering is already cheap. You can get cheaper. No, people you will always flock to what costs less. So yeah. let me put it like this. Landar is charges like ten or fifteen dollars a song. A legitimate mastering engineer only costs about fifty dollars per song. Right, but you are talking about, I mean, cheap music. You are you are taking, like, it's going to destroy the field for everybody who's not at the very top. Because then you'll start have to compete with the prices of programs instead. Yeah, exactly. Something where nobody has to do any work aside from initially programming the whatever's being used. So it's a it's an interesting landscape, and we have to, as a society, have to try and figure out how to navigate that. Yep. Anyway, uh, about, uh, that's been our the, tech podcast section say, of the show. Enough about the robot <laughs> uprising. Let's get back yeah. into... Uh, 
But yeah, anyway, I thought this was interesting that my first hit was actually something that wasn't the worst thing in the world. So I just wanted to share that and have a little fun. Uh, and then the rest of this is all written by hand and by myself. Not by hand, it's typed, but it is uh, created by me, uh, Matt, not artificial intelligence. Unless... Some would say it's barely intelligent. We live in a... Uh, unless we live what, in Matt or a, the AI? Matt. <laughs> unless we live in a simulation, in which oh, case he, we he are all artificial there for a intelligence. He, he was hurt. Might be because it's fucking 61 degrees up in this bitch. Yeah, and I have allergies, and my nose has been running all evening. Hence, some fucking tissues That's in my body. gross. I haven't used them yet. I pulled... <laughs> Also, it's better than making the... Wait, no, that's his left pocket. That's his jerking tissues, not his blowing (laughs) tissues. (laughs) Wrong tissues. Let's talk about Krampus. No. (laughs) So, the Krampus is the evil companion to St. Nicholas, uh, where St. Nicholas brings good children toys. Who's St. Nicholas? Nikolai. I will be getting into that. (laughs) If you'd shut the fuck up. (laughs) Continue, sir. The Krampus finds the, the naughty, beats them with a birch, uh, fuck. <laughs> a birch fuck. <laughs> beats them with a birch stick, stuffs them in a sack, and drags them down to hell. Depending okay. on the lore. Sometimes he doesn't drag you to hell. Sometimes he just shows up and beats the shit out of you with a bunch <laughs> <Yeah>. of sticks. <laughs> Although no one is, yeah, there's, there's, honestly, there's a lot of different tellings of how the Krampus operates. Uh, that's just kind of the well, yeah. most popular. It's tricky to land on it because, like, we can't even really pinpoint when Krampus started because he started so fucking long ago. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Uh, so, the, like, there's been like bits and pieces of him in different places, lore, but it's just hard to pinpoint when exactly he came around. It was definitely before Christ and all that shit for sure. Yeah, segueing off of that, although no one to- is totally certain where the legend started, uh, or it's. Uh, Sorry, I was using voice dictation as I was writing this. Some of this. This section here. (laughs) I was holding a baby. Uh, Fuck. (laughs) Why does your script say, oh, please be quiet. For the love of God, stop it. (laughs) It does say, oh. Go to sleep. Okay, so although no uh, no one is totally certain where the legend started, its origin is rooted across several regions in Eastern Europe, specifically the Alpine region, Austria and Germany. The name Krampus stems from the Germ- stems from the German word Krampen, which means claw, or possibly I thought it was, thought it was one of those hip new dances. Krampen. Sure. The Bavarian word Krampen, spelled differently but only slightly, uh, meaning withered or lifeless. One likely origin is from uh, the I'm trying to remember the pronunciation for this word. I believe in you. From a holiday known as Perchtenlaufen. Uh, Good old Perchtenlaufen. It is a traditional folk event that takes place in Austria and some parts of Germany, usually around the Christmas and New Year's season. It involves a group of people dressed in costumes known as Perchten, who perform a procession or parade through the streets of villages. The costumes often feature masks, horns, and other decorative elements and are meant to represent either... Do they wear clops? Just ignore them. I don't know what the fuck a clop is. Is that like a wooden sandal thing? Yeah. Clogs is what it's talking about. It is a wooden shoe. Okay. That are uncomfortable as fuck. If you've never put one on, holy shit, whoever thought of wooden shoes was a fucking idiot. It'd be very hard to find clogs in my size. Well, because it, it's uh, made, uh, they're made, they were made for dance, like tap shoes. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just still, still fucking, holy fuck. Yeah, they were like the original tap shoes. Yes. Anyway, these elements are meant to represent either the good spirits or the bad spirits of the winter season. The good spirits, known as the, fuck, I'm not going to pronounce this right. I don't even know if I could Google this because it's got German characters. Lieterhosen? Schoen Perchten are typically depicted as wearing white or brightly colored costumes and masks, while the bad spirits, known as the Schietsch Perchten, are typically depicted as wearing dark or demonic-looking furred costumes and masks. There's nothing scarier than furries. Everybody just nodded in here in solidarity. We're an audio <laughs> podcast. We're an audio format, and everybody here just fucking like stoically fucking nodded when I said that. So this is where 
a lot of people think the origin of the appearance of the Krampus comes from is the uh, the Schietschperchten because they are very uh, animal-like, usually goat-like. They wear demonic-looking masks uh, and dark furs. Uh, the or- the origins of Perchtenlofen can be traced back to ancient pagan traditions and customs that were believed to bring good luck and prosperity for the coming year. In modern times, Perchtenlofen is often seen as a way to preserve and celebrate regional folk culture and traditions. It is a popular event at many parts of Austria and Germany and is typically accompanied by music, dancing, and other festival activities. Some older stories label the Krampus as a class of monster that would terrorize people during the Yule season. So there wouldn't be a Krampus, there would be Krampuses. Krampi. A gaggle of Krampuses. Let me murder. I got it. And I found an interesting list of different Yule uh, Yule season monsters that maybe we'll discuss at a future seasonal time. They were interesting. At some point, the Catholic Church embraced the Krampus legend and used him as a symbol of evil and the opposite of St. Nicholas, the virtue of good. At this point, his depiction started to become more devil-like in nature, sometimes less goat horns, oftentimes dark red skin, typical Christian depictions of Satan. He would often also at this point be portrayed as a servant of St. Nicholas and often adorned with chains around his neck, wrists, or ankles. Which is ironic because originally they were just homies. Like they would literally roll up together. Yeah. Like here, I'm give, I'm here to give you dried fruit and nuts because you were good. Uh, if you weren't, my homie here is here to beat the shit out of you with some sticks. <laughs> yeah, and so some depictions show them, like you said, as homies. Some depictions he's chained up and being led by a leash with Saint Nicholas. Force of good, my ass. What kind of force of good rolls around with that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Saint Nicholas, uh, also known as Saint Nicholas of Mira. Uh, Saint Nicholas was an early Christian bishop during the Roman Empire. Uh, He has many legends of his generosity and is said to have performed several uh, miracles. December 6th is what's known as St. Nicholas Day. This is the day we celebrate his death. The stories on this day say that St. Nicholas would come into town distributing gifts to children who had been well-behaved. The night of December 5th, uh, similar to Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. in uh, regular Christmas folklore, Folklore? Is this is a very folklore? prominent date in Germany. Yeah. And everything. So December 6th is the day they celebrate it, like Christmas Day here. But the night of the 5th is when, just like with Santa Claus on Christmas Eve, is when St. Nicholas would actually go out and distribute gifts and stuff. Yeah, the children who had been day. well-behaved. However, that same night, the Krampus would, would accompany St. Nick. And any children who was bad, the Krampus would proceed to hunt them down beat them with a birch stick or sometimes one of its chains it would whip them with chains shove that child into a sack or sometimes it's pretty uh it's shown as a wooden basket or a cage and drag them down to hell uh, or in some stories he would drag them to the nearest river so the fifth became no <laughs> those will be the river like a bag of cats basically yeah yeah uh so where the sixth is saint Nic- nicholas day the fifth became known as Krampusnacht, which is celebrated in Germany and other European countries today. Also, it's become very popular here in the U.S. as well. It's good to know that even going so far back to like times before Christianity, the parents were so fucking fed up with kids to where they're like, listen, if you don't be fucking quiet, this monster's going to come out of the fucking woods and beat the shit out of you with a bunch of sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a very popular way of forcing kids to behave or trying to force kids to behave maybe that's your secret to the liam problem (laughs) unlike yeah terrifying (laughs) unlike in the u.s where we say if you don't behave you're not going to get any gifts from santa in europe they would say if you're not good you're gonna get dragged down to hell by a giant fucking monster listen if you're good uh saint nick's gonna roll up and he's gonna give you an orange and maybe a piece of toast and if you're bad uh he's gonna kick down the door let his homie in who's just gonna beat the shit out of you what he's not going to put coal in my stocking? No, he's just got a wad of sticks and he's just going to whoop your ass. Uh, One thing I forgot to put on here, uh, uh, a thing that's very popular in Germany and has been popular for a very long time is they would give out Christmas cards that would depict the Krampus on the Christmas cards, terrorizing kids, trapping kids into cages. 
Uh, sometimes they'll even have Christmas cards where the Krampus is terrorizing adults. And you got to keep the fear alive. Yeah. You got to stoke that fire. You got to let the kids not forget. Like he's uh, out there. He's waiting. Anyone else knows how Matt pronounced cages? Cages? You said cases. Hop off his nuts. <laughs> are you really? Are you really trying to come at me for mispronouncing something? Yes. Let's go. Let's keep going. Let's keep being productive. All right. I'll remember that. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've picked on Logan a little bit. Um, you're in my fucking crosshairs now because you mispronounce a lot of shit. Continue with Krampus and cards. Yes. So, the, yeah, the Christmas cards, they have all these Christmas cards that are, would predict, uh, depict different scenes. I kept trying to say, pre- thinking predict, but I knew that wasn't right. Uh, would would uh, depict different scenes of like you know, Krampus doing stuff. The weird ones are depictions where the Krampus is female nice krampus titties yeah they (laughs) they give the the krampus sexy figures and stuff and it's really i mean i guess they do with satan too everything gets sexied i guess everything gets sexy uh (laughs) eventually even christmas cards and the krampus (laughs) sexy krampus (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) well there's actually a like i don't know if it's something you're discussing there there's actually fucking parades and festivals based around krampus where a bunch of men dress up as krampus and terrorize women oh that doesn't sound okay so interesting i did not actually so yes i am going to talk about krampus runs and how we celebrate krampenacht in modern time um i didn't find anything talking about oh yeah there's 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 like two towns i think there's also i think there's one in america too where dudes dress up like krampus and just terrorize women and it's like uh it's it's a it's deemed okay. It's it's definitely not PC, but it's a, it's a thing that happens. Yeah. So yeah, uh, to celebrate Krampus Knock nowadays, uh, a lot of festivals are held, uh, and they have Krampus runs, where a bunch of people will dress up as the Krampus and parade down the streets in large groups, scaring kids, poking at kids with s- typically just sticks, or some will go as far to grab birch sticks. Um, I don't know that I'd recognize a birch stick if I saw one. Birch so. trees are white. Like, their bark's white with, like, black in it. It's, it's oh, really easy to depict. Like, they're just okay. basically just white sticks. I'm bad at trees. Yeah. I wouldn't know. But, uh... Like, what does he look like? <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, this is this is a thing that they'll do. And what they'll also do in a lot of these parades is hand out bundles of twigs, also called rutten, 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 to the kids as to make them remember the lessons learned from the Krampus. Um, I could only find information about Rutin, Rutin, uh, in regards to the Krampus runs. I mm. could not find anything about it being something that was like left behind during the stories about the Krampus. So, uh, I don't know necessarily where that came from. I think it's just like, as a, like a reminder, because yeah. I mean, really like they'd have to make something, for them to hand out because Krampus really never gave anything other than an ass whooping. So yeah, yeah. that'd be like, what can Krampus leave him? Like, I don't know, leave the stick behind. Yeah. So I figure it was probably just something that they started giving out as like, it's a parade. Let's hand stuff out. Yeah. Uh, if you watch videos and stuff of the Krampus runs, it is pretty metal. Yeah. No, it's uh, chaos. Yeah. Absolutely they're dope. Chaos. I tried oh. to do some digging to find a like local Krampus festival or something or something within a decent range so that maybe next year we might go hit one up. Unfortunately, I couldn't really find anything. Not necessarily surprising with this being the Bible Belt. Yeah. But uh, who knows? Maybe we'll be able to find something interesting Krampus-related next year. Over in, in Germany and Europe in general, fucking Christmas is, to me, like having the the opportunity to be there for three years and everything during is so much prettier and more of a, and way cooler looking, because the Saint Nicholas, the way he's depicted over there, is different than our Santa Claus. Like he, Saint Nicholas looks like he lives out in the wilderness. You know? Yeah. He looks like he, he looks formidable. Like he looks like somebody you wouldn't want to fucking square up with. To where our Santa Claus has got the rosy cheeks and everything, and like it's like it's more of a. I know Christmas is a month long event in the United States, but it's more of a, it's more of a 
it feels more of a month long event over there because you got like your advent calendars, you've got all these festivals they do. Like you said, at the beginning of the month is uh, just as much as a holiday as the end of the month because you like the fifth and the sixth are important days. You've got kids putting out their boots, hoping that St. Nicholas will leave them uh, something in it. Usually is chocolate or fruits or nuts. Yeah. And everything. It's more, it's more of a month long event over there. Yeah, I'd love to check out Christmas in Germany sometime. Uh, they have a bunch I, of festivals they do, like markets they do too every year. That's like a thing where you go out there and they have what's like blue vine, which is like a hot wine that adults get. Really cool. And it's just, it's just, just, it's really nice. So you being the only one here who spent any time in Germany and recognize you were a small child on a military base. So your version of Germany is probably very distilled compared to someone who was living out in the city mm-hmm. but do you do you have any memories of a Krampus knock a bunch of stuff because see like I did live on a military base but my grandfather uh, and my step grandmother that lived in Germany lived off base at that time because when, when I was there they were living there because my grandpa when he got out of the army he stayed he lived in Germany for a long time yeah I remember when we uh, went to his lake house that was sometime pretty that was recently after, after he, he just gotten, moved back yeah, yeah. Uh, so being that we'd have Christmas vacation, we would go to his house. So we would spend our Christmas off base and we would go to all these festivals and we would go to, uh, train stations where they would have trains for St. Nicholas that would roll up. St. Nicholas would show up on there and kids would be out in the street with their boots and St. Nicholas would put stuff in their boots on the fifth and everything. And you would see kids and stuff like you would see boots and stuff outside houses and everything in the neighborhoods because they were getting ready for St. Nicholas to come and everything. And you would see at these little markets and everything, Christmas cards with St. Nicholas or Christmas cards with Krampus on it and depiction of it all around. You'd see Krampus mask on like people's houses and like he'd be part of decorations and stuff. So it was dope. Fucking it was in general. I would always love going to my grandpa's house uh, for multiple reasons, just because I have a great relationship with my grandfather but like just like the stepping off the military base and getting to be an actual like a German town and everything, you get stuff like on the weekends, my grandpa would have a delivery bakeries out there uh-huh. would deliver essentially deliver donuts to his house. But they were like these badass donuts that had like this like jelly in them uh-huh. and just stuff like that. Like stuff you don't see here. Uh, you, you don't have fucking bakeries that show up to deliver this yeah. because they're local and this and that. And it's just, it was just dope in general. Yeah, like I said, I'd love to one day go to Germany and experience what it's like. Especially as we learn more about a lot of these uh, more lore-focused stories, the culture that has spawned this lore and how they embrace it in modern times, where everything in the U.S. is super commercialized. And so we end up taking a little bit from multiple different cultures. And so it's, it's nice whenever you get an opportunity to see... Well, this is what the actual culture's version of yeah. The you story go over is. there and you get you can like get more of a scope on like pagan stuff. Or if you go to Ireland, the the folklore of fairy folk and stuff, where like there's still like prominent beliefs in areas and like stuff that's like culturally impacted out there that are still that way. Meanwhile, in America, by the time we started forming this place, a lot of that stuff was already buried or pushed off by Christianity. And kind of lost in transition. Meanwhile, places like that still hold near and dear to stuff like Krampus or in Ireland with fairy folk and stuff like that. It would be nice to go out and see and uh, soak in in their natural habitats and everything. Would be dope. All right. So let's get uh, you yeah. selling some body parts on the black market. Yeah, no shit. And, right? uh, Have you seen his body? He's not getting much <laughs> for what he got left. Fair enough. But that's all I had. Uh, I'm honestly kind of surprised about how little there really was for me to find to the story. Because there's not much to uh, it. One day in the future, if we've been running long enough that we start revisiting some of our old stories, uh, there's several books that I would like to read that were the sources of several of the places where I got my information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't really feel like there was too much. Because at the end of the day, there's not too much to Krampus. Yeah, it's, he's it's, just he's there for one day a year. He does what he does, and he's gone. It's not like <laughs> this is his origin. This is where he was born. It's like no, he uh, 
the a lot of things that's mixed up is a lot of people call him the anti clause and like uh, nowadays a lot of people pit him against Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus and that's not the basis of his lore. His basis of his lore is they rolled up together. Uh, there was your carrot and your stick. You know, yeah. you got your good kids get Saint Nicholas, your bad kids get his homie. As it's just what it was, carrot and stick in physical form. You got your carrot, Saint Nicholas. You got your stick, ironically Krampus. And you know what Krampus <laughs> has? Sticks. <laughs> And he's going to hit you with them. Yeah, if you don't behave, a giant goat monster is going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. And now in America, it's watered down to where it's like, uh, if you don't behave, Santa's just going to give you coal. Yeah. So. Uh, and now nah, we'll talk about that. I'll edit this out. There was something, but I didn't get a chance to really look into it. Uh, Blair was telling me about she had a coworker that's taking time off to celebrate Yule. And she was talking about how burning of the Yule log is to like keep it going in your fireplace all night to help ward off spirits. And it dawned on me, like, that's where the fire thing from the movie Krampus came from, where they were trying to keep the fireplace lit to keep Well, yeah, Krampus because away. the moment that fire went out, what the fuck came down that chimney? Yeah. <laughs> Not good shit. Uh, and so at first I thought maybe that was part of the Krampus legend, but really I couldn't find anything that stated towards that. And it's more of just how that movie took part yeah. from another thing and I, I i hope to talk about yule next year once i have a chance to research it because i found a lot of interesting yule season monsters yeah um, that's just humanity that. as a whole though the moment we discovered fire we started using it to wear off actual threats yeah like wild animals and stuff and then it just became uh burn this to keep this away or burn this to keep this away like burn sage burn yule it just fire became to me fire became sacred to us the moment we discovered it because it started saving our ass yeah and then it just stretched into uh paranormal realms too like burn this it will keep this spirit away or burn this it will keep that out so anyway that's our last story of the year your next time we'll see you'll be at 2023 yeah uh that being said uh you guys watched the last episode uh we will be having new host because alicia like she stated in the last episode, is pardon. We just want to tell you, Alicia, we appreciate you being around. We'll miss you anytime you want to come back. Come on back. Uh, we know it can be taxing to deal with uh, Trashley and Jeremy on the Murder Nerds, so you ever <laughs> want to come back to the cool team, you just saunter back on over here. Oh, yeah. Why don't you come down to Texas? We'll put you on an episode with us. Yeah, you can just be a part of Team Tejas now. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the last one for this year. And then what in February will be a year for us? No, uh, no March. We started recording. Yeah, we started in recording and we didn't air until yeah, March. I think our first episode originally aired in like April, April, April fourteenth. I think. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was April first. So oh, it will be a year in March from when we started working on it. But as far as actual release goes, I think we'll hit that one year mark in a- March. Uh, mark in April. Okay. Uh, before we peace out, anybody got anything that they're trying to do like? You guys have any traditions as adults? No. As Christmas goes, um, as as trying. I mean, my my yearly tradition is try to avoid families and traditions. Fair. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we didn't really have any traditions growing up, so not really anything to start with. Now that I have kids, um, I've already was talking to my wife here lately. They're like, okay, next year we have to decorate the house, and we need to start coming up with some traditions and stuff that our kids will appreciate as they i am going to do what i always do well i'm going to be visiting family uh that's a thing uh but i will be i i try to watch always try to watch gremlins because gremlins is very much a christmas movie um i really just like i like the idea like that in japan that all these people are fucking eating kfc (laughs) now and during christmas i hope that their kfcs are fried chicken is better quality than what we've got here i've actually watched a guy eat go to kfc's in japan and uh no it's about the same (laughs) but uh, this idea of people just eating a bucket of fried chicken for christmas just fucking just sounds great to me that sounds better than turkey it doesn't it just like a big old bucket of the kernel on christmas but i don't think any kfc in the united states is open on christmas yeah I, i i was very mad at thanksgiving where i didn't have any pecan pie and i fucking love pecan pie and my wife was like, well, if you want pecan pie, just make pecan pie. So it's now my intention to make a bomb-ass pecan pie for Christmas. Fair. Well, yeah, that's just it for me. I mean, kids will open presents. Adults will open presents. 
I think alcohol will be consumed, I think, and I will oh, watch yeah. Gremlins at some point. See, I which think, my kids love Gremlins. I think my goal for Christmas this year is to just actually make something that's edible for our Christmas meal. You want I some church love, spaghetti? No, yeah, oh, God. I fucking love <laughs> getting my kid toys. So I'm looking. I, I still got a few more things I want to buy for him, but I... I, I we just bought the girls yesterday. That. We bought them the remote control Wally that's at uh, Target. Uh-huh. It was like fifty bucks. The last time I got it. your kid anything, he was scared of it. <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, I currently I just got him some toys from the movie Cars because he loves car. He loves cars, but then he also loves the movie Cars. So I got him a couple of toys from that, and I'm going to get him a couple more toys from some other stuff yeah, that he see, loves. I bought him an inflatable riding dragon. That was like cartoony, not like, like a it. scary, scary dragon. <laughs> it wasn't a scary dragon. It's scary to him. Yeah. That's all that matters. Uh, I got the... My nephew is fucking very much big into fucking monster trucks and stuff. So I got him like this $40 Hot Wheels <laughs> set that is all... the. It's like six monster trucks and like six cars. And they're all done up in the paint of like black light posters. Like they're all neon colors and shit. Oh, that's really in the cool. dark. And I saw that, and I was like, that's dope. He'll probably like that. So I got him that for Christmas. And then, like I said, I got the kid. The kid's got a bunch of shit. But yeah. I got them that Wally, which uh, I picked up the Wally. And uh, I was like, you think they'll, they'll like this? And Caleb was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> and I was like, what's not to like? It's Wally. He's one of the best Disney characters ever. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, it's a great season. I Right now, I can get away with getting him whatever, and I know he won't end up entitled. All right, this won't make him enti- this event won't make him entitled. Uh, I'm hoping to figure out that balance. Yeah, well, as no, they get older. We get to deal with the uh, inevitable fear of kids going from like I just want this toy to eventually me and you will be dealing with they want this gaming console for Christmas or this tablet, and it's just like those days I dread. Uh, I like the <laughs> I like the Christmases where it's just a bunch of toys. I don't like dealing with having to make room for yeah. all the toys. Because I mean, my kids have grandparents, have my parents, and their biological parents' parents, and so there's a lot of toys that are going to end up at my fucking house, and oh, there's a yeah. lot of toys that need to be cleared out to make room for it, which I always feel like a human sack of shit when I have to sort through toys and decide what leaves the house. See, I see. So I actually, I'm to an extent, like it's going to be hard right now when they're so young, but I look forward to, like I was just telling my wife this the other day, I was like, it's fine if he wants something right now and he plays with it for. Uh, you know, I don't mind spending five ten dollars on a toy that it only plays with a couple of times because once he's old enough to understand, that big thing becomes our chance to teach him. Like, hey, you don't play with this stuff. Here's our. You can donate this and give this to somebody who does need it, and it's also his opportunity to learn to start dabbling with teaching grief, where he's gonna be upset that he's gonna lose some of this stuff, but it's a chance for him to learn how to cope with that without uh. By the time a toy has reached the end of its life cycle with my children, if I donate to Goodwill, they would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what are we going to do with this naked Barbie missing an arm? I'm like, oh, fucking no. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you some of his favorite toys. Oh, absolutely. Uh, actually, his number one favorite toy right now that I see him playing with the most is that uh, fire truck Zord. Yeah, from Kira, or from Kira Ranger, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't play with all the cars from it. He doesn't build yeah, the Zord. He plays with the fire truck. It's <laughs> yeah, fine. Uh, so right after I got him those Zords, I bought me the whole fucking set, and it's on a shelf in my Really cool Zords. Yeah, I'm not are. a big fan of a lot of the toys for the modern Zords, but that's a really, it's nice and simple, so it's great for little kids, which I know that's why you got it, and that's a great idea, but they're also just really cool designs. Yeah, no, I bought the whole, after I got him that, I played with it for like a week before I gave it to him, and then I was like, I'm buying this whole fucking yeah. set, and I did, and I got them all on my shelf. Last night, he ran up in my bed with the giraffe Zord uh, that you had got him uh, for his Zoo-Oger. first birthday. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he he's good about playing with everything he has throughout the course of a week. And uh, he's still, like, he absolutely appreciates those gifts for sure. Yeah. It's fun now. Like I said, we're just waiting until they get older and they want crazy shit. Like, I want the new, I want the Xbox 980 or fucking, I want the new iPad. Or Yeah, uh, I'm not too worried about that because I already have an obsession with tech. So I, see, I don't, <laughs> I don't have I, oh, I know. like that, so I'm dreading it. So aside from just the hit to your pocketbook, mm-hmm. um, like chances well, are, I mean, here's the thing: you probably have an old generation already. Like here you go. I mean, it's very possible. Uh, 
or I'll build him some kind of cheap gaming PC and he won't necessarily grow up with consoles. We'll yeah, we're kind of getting away from that. Oh, I say we're kind of getting away from that, but I don't really feel like any of these markets will absolutely let us get away from consoles. Yeah. Ever. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I've got a long time before I have to worry about that. We got him a cheap tablet just so that, like, when we were on plane rides or car trips, he has something to sit and watch stuff on. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say with our two what it's going to look like as they get older. That being said, uh, Christmas is over. I hope all y'all have a great New Year out there. Uh, make sure to check out our merch site at the United States of Paranormal.com. It also just has our bios, and you can actually listen to the podcast on there if you want to. Or check out any of our... You look disappointed. Why do you look disappointed? Because I didn't have a natural plug for our email this episode. Oh, it's fine. Uh, or if you want to email us and tell us how your Christmas went or what your Christmas traditions are, even though it's already come and gone, uh, hit us up at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Make sure to check out all the other Golden Mojo uh, network of podcast shows like The Call Guys, Murder Nerds, The Indiana Chiefs Fans, oh, Golden Image, uh, and eventually A Court of Books and Booze uh, whenever the Skywalker finally decides to get that out. That's not a bad that's not a bad name. Yeah, and it makes you wonder is it like a court court or is it like a court like a measurement court? It could go either way. Uh I know it's, it's I imagine it's a court like a, a the royal court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not a legal court, <laughs> but the royal court. Or are they drinking a court of booze? <laughs> that's, uh, no, that's that, that plays into book titling. Yep. The something of something and something is a very common book naming strategy. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't know what the books they're going to be reading right off the bat, but eventually that will be coming down the pipe. So, yeah, I'm hoping that we read a lot of the a lot of similar books and maybe I'll get an invite to be on that podcast. Do, do you really think they read a lot of lit RPG and uh, I read a lot of lit RPG. a big uh, dork like the rest of us, so He who fights with monsters. I read dungeon. three lit RPGs. You hear that, Skylar? Send us an email. Tell us what kind of books you like to read. Uh tell Brandon to fucking shove it. Yeah. If you'd like to tell Brandon to shove it, email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com. Uh, but that being said, everybody have a great new year. We'll see you in 2023. This has been Logan. Bose. It's been Matt. Fucking, that was out of order. <laughs> Y'all keep it spooky. <laughs> to support other Golden Mojo Entertainment Productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, Follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.